Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a special episode where we are streaming faster. 700 miles away from seven. I still love you, brother. (laughs) Brother, I love you too, man. And I'm so glad that we could get in on here and we're going to do this podcast. And and today's podcast is on local farmers. And so, um, we're going to, we're going to just talk through the importance of that. And I thought, man, what a better person than pastor Duke to talk about farming. Last year, I was a local farmer. I didn't believe in going to the grocery store for fat. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. One of my biggest struggles right now is most farmers are, are factories and we need, we need farmers. The big prophetic picture set everything centralization of education set centralization of med. And one that's really scary is central farming because the food we're getting, uh, ain't what it used to be. There's nothing in it. Yeah, the soil has been depleted because of chemical farming. They put the chemicals in, the plants suck them right out, and uh, you're they're just deficient. I've heard stories about what was in a pound of uh, spinach 30, 40 years ago grown naturally, organically, versus what's in a pound of spinach you get at a store today. But, you know, it's all part of the big picture of, of Satan dumbing down the world, uh, Satan just... Uh, supplementing our food supply with stuff that's uh, not real. So this is close to my heart, brother. <laughs> right. You know, it's, and that's the, if people would read and it might freak them out a little bit, but if they would read the uh, ingredients on the back of a, a box or a package or anything, man, you're, you would find, cause most, most of the preservatives that they put in that is actually uh, poison. Yeah. And they, you know, they say FDA approved of uh, X amount of whatever it is. You know, these names have uh, 17 letters and and nine syllables just to confuse us. But every one of them are poison. Every one of them are toxic. But, uh, you know, only if you ingest little bits, uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, You know, everything is a carcinogen today. And uh, yeah, so. It's all part of the big picture, and uh, I fought it uh, for the last 40 years, uh, not just because of the chemicals, because I grew up on a little small farm and uh, uh, what do you call it? Truck farm. We had a four-acre garden and used to bring in about uh, $3,000 a year back in the 60s. That was a lot of money. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) Little Duke had a pocket full of money. (laughs) (laughs) But there was significant groceries on our table, and it was all natural and organic. We didn't know any better. And when I got married, we started with a little table garden just in the summer, to a few cucumbers and that. And then we grew too many, and then we began to preserve them. And I figured out pretty you can grow an awful lot uh, on about a quarter acre. I, I had about a half acre garden, but uh, I could grow plenty of food to feed me and, and some friends. And uh, now in my move, I've got to kind of rebuild my my homestead. But um, there's a, a, a biblical uh, foundation for it. And uh, you want me to jump into some of those scriptures? Yeah, yeah, please do that. Because here's the thing. Like, for me, I have 
a local farmer that I get my milk from and uh, it's Meadowbrook Farms. And so if you are in the Albany region, Albany Capital District, man, you need to look up Meadowbrook Farms and man, it's fantastic family, has great service and they have fresh butter, right? I mean, dude, homemade churned butter and they have uh, uh, the cream, I get the cream line milk because the cream line milk still has um, the cream on top. Like you got to shake it up and, and get the cream down. So it's, it's uh man, it's just so much more wholesome than what you can buy in the store. Yeah. See what you're saying is God does things better than man. Is that what you're trying to say? Pastor John? Absolutely. <laughs> well, to pull this into the biblical context in the Olivet discourse, Jesus was giving the signs of the times. Now this is indirect. This is not direct but it's direct in reference to our health. We know, uh, Jesus said there'll be sign, the signs of his coming. These would be general signs. would be famine, earthquake, and pestilence. The word pestilence is the Greek word. Um, I'm just losing it now. Um, it'll come to me tonight at 2 a.m. and I'll call you. <laughs> uh, but it, it means the primary meaning is malignancies. And there's right. just an incredible uh, epidemic of cancer. We've just kind of grown to live with it. And we know what it is that causes it. It is uh, the toxins that we eat. It's the toxins that we drink. And just this, uh, excuse me, crappy food supply that we have in these uh, latter days. And so uh, we've been watching this encroachment uh, for years and years. And people are finding out mass that you can grow food. And I had a lot of fun doing it all those years. But um you know, now I got to start out all over again. <laughs> well, well, so what is the deal with um, buying dead seeds? Like, like... Okay, here, here's what it is. Uh, seeds up until very last maybe 10, 15, 20 years were just seeds, the way God made them genetically, the way they always were. And now they have a new name for the old-fashioned seed, heirloom. Heirloom. Ones. Man hasn't messed with that. And then along the way, they did some genetic uh, uh, hybridization, which is not genetically modified. So hybrids are, are fine, I believe, for our health. And, you know, the hybrid plants that I grow and veggies are, are, are fantastic. But here's the key. They're sterile. The seeds are sterile, which makes you dependent upon the seed bank. And right. so subtly, they're giving you something that still has some food value and I don't believe is dangerous to our health, but they've made us dependent upon the seed bank, you know, centralization of power, whether it's banking, education, agriculture, centralization of agriculture. So when uh, in the early days of my gardening, I would save my seeds and you learn how to do that. You learn not to plant squash next to your pumpkins or you wind up uh, you wind up great pumpkins that year and great squash but the next year when you take those seeds uh, you get some weird things so there's just laws that govern how you develop your your seed bank with the heirlooms now with the hybrids they're just flat out sterile so you are dependent upon the seed companies to uh, to plant your gardens you can't go back so yeah, so what what you're really saying is once you grow it that with the hybrid, once you grow it that year, that's it. You can't harvest the seeds from the plants. No, you're done. It's one and done. 
uh and before before you used to harvest the seeds from your uh uh, harvest and replant them the next year right can't do it anymore uh for six thousand years that's how we did it (laughs) but now man's getting really smart and it's really not man it's satan Mm-hmm. to gain control, to control the food. Right. And as you have the biblical worldview of, of prophecy, you get to Revelation chapter 13. There's control of everything. Well, if you can grow your own food, which is not all that difficult to do, uh, then they can't be in control. So they've gone along with the hybridization of seeds, and you just have to get fresh seed every year from the seed bank, and that's been bought out uh, primarily on the European side of things, bear, I forget how you spell that. I guess B-E-H-E-R, something like that, or B-E-Y-E-R. But on, on the North and North American side, I think it's Monsanto. And they basically own the world seed bank. Now, there's still heirlooms out there, but you almost have to go to uh, farm stores uh, or have some hippie friends, hippie preacher friends like me, <laughs> <laughs> to hook up with heirloom seeds. And so I'm in, uh, I've got to find some friends down here in this neck of the woods to, to you know, start building my heirloom seed bank again. Uh, it's, it's a different place, different soil. How, uh, how, long, how long do heirloom seeds usually last? Well, in the right conditions, they can last for years. I would normally take my seeds, get them nice and dry, uh, put them in, in dry envelopes, put them in the freezer. They'll keep 15, 20 years in the freezer. They've exactly. actually found seeds in the uh, wheat and oat seeds in the pyramids that were 4,000 years old and they were still viable. Right. So the viability depends on the conditions that you keep them in. If you keep them dry and cold, uh, not necessarily in the freezer, but uh, yeah, like I, I have uh, a cool basement. So if I were to get some and put them in the basement, they'd be fine. Uh, probably, but only a year or so because there's a dampness in the basement for most part. If you have heat down there, it kind of keeps the moisture level down. But a lot of basements are not good for uh, seed it's to remain seeds to keep them viable uh, for a longer period of time. It's best to kind of really, if you're trying to have it build a seed bank, uh, you can do that by really making sure your seeds are dry, keep them in a cool, dry place. They'll keep for many years. There's actually uh, seed banks that you can order on for about 50, 60 bucks, and uh, they'll give you these really packaged well and just pop it in your freezer. And you got a seed bank that'll plant a garden. I had, I probably had it for 15 years, and I'd pull those seeds out just to see if they were still viable, and they were wow. after like 15 years. But I'm, I'm back to ground zero again. I'm, I'm dependent upon the system. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to go in just a little bit different. So, hybridization the steeds are seral but the food is not genetically modified then you get into the bad stuff genetically modified and the motivation to do all of that was to uh, make make it so that these hybrid wheat oats barley uh soybeans primarily seedless grapes seedless watermelons those are not uh, genetically modified those are just uh hybridization okay they're not dangerous to eat but you know, every year you got to go to them right, to right. get your seed and they know what you got. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the key for, uh, you know, security for them to know who we are, what we got on everything. So I, you know, a lot of the hippie farmer preachers, uh, we want to stay with heirloom as much as possible, right. build our own seeds. 
But the motivation for the gen genetically modified was basically to feed the world because the world population is soaring because of abundance of food, because of availability of fossil fuels. And we peaked out just uh, uh, about, I think that this year, at 8 billion people. Now, if we used healthy food growth, people grew some of their own food, um, we could feed 20 billion people. Or, but right. with... Uh, well, it, the problem was they, they created a system where people don't even know how to farm. They don't know how to plant. Yeah. They don't know how to grow anything. They don't... Like, like we've really... And I don't mean this in an insulting way, but we have really created an ignorant society. Yeah, it's a dumbed down society yes. in all of the basics. Yes. How to do the basic things, how to grow food, how to preserve food. You know, our grandparents, this is just the way they lived. You harvested, you preserved. That's all through August, September, even into October, you were doing your preservation. And then you didn't need much to go to the store. You just go to the uh, root cellar or your can your stored canned goods thing that you did, and you just ate what you had. And, uh, you know, it's a, very, it's a wonderful way. I've been doing it for the last 20 years. Uh, right. You eat what you grow, and, man, there's all kinds of neat products that you can get out of your own things that you grow oh, and then you do the canning and you like like you can have a two years worth of food on your shelf at all times oh yeah most most anything can will go two years and things that are higher aesthetic like tomatoes uh they'll, they'll keep three even four years but the things that are less acidic like beans man I, I try to rotate them every year but there's uh so much available out there uh on youtube People who live a homestead lifestyle just want to share the knowledge. Right. And uh, I don't really, I haven't had a TV on in my house in two years, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to pressure canned meat. Oh my goodness, canned meat will change your life. Right. And uh, it's, it's a fun way to live. And then the grandkids get involved and they just think it's the coolest thing in the world. But I just I do want to go back to the GMOs. Uh, I think it was maybe about 25, 30 years ago they began to experiment. It was all about Roundup. You know, the Roundup kills the weeds, and it really does work. <laughs> I just was by a field in Ohio on my recent preaching trip, and I'm telling you, it was it was a 50 acre field of corn that had just been harvested. And Pastor John, there wasn't a weed in right. the field. Isn't that they crazy? Used to, uh, my farmer friends tell me they used to plant the corn about six to eight inches apart. Now they plant it three inches apart. I mean, those corn stalks are one upon the other upon the other, and they're producing two big full heads of corn. Uh, they're telling me that, you know, back uh, before Roundup and chemical farming, before GMOs, if they could get uh, 60 to 80 uh, bushels of corn per acre, that was good. And now they're getting 180 to 200, sometimes even 220 off that same acre. But as my farmer said, I'm killing the people I'm feeding, not well, quickly, but slowly, little yeah, by little. Killing so them. that Roundup and that's I, the Roundup is known to cause cancer. The Roundup um, is known to cause uh, autoimmunes. The Roundup is known to cause, uh, I mean, a multitude of health issues. Yeah, well, look at the autoimmune disease that we have today, uh, myofibralgia, I think. My, uh, uh, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Yeah. And just so many uh, um, neurological conditions today. Uh, well, and everybody's allergic to peanuts. Yeah, yeah. When did that ever happen? 
yeah um and then there's just massive ear infections that we used to have back in the day asthma used to be like one kid out of uh, 50 would have asthma today it's like one in three uh and the thing that's really really sad is autism uh one in 800 yeah and now i think with boys it's like one in 23 it's just uh it's really really sad what what that that is more uh, obviously that's food as well that's the chemicals we're ingesting but but dude that's that's the vaccines that they're giving the shots because when you and i got vaccinated what was it three or six or four yeah whatever it was today today they're almost 200 or 300 I, I a year a t- couple years ago it was 73 it totally shocked me in new york now they've added a bunch to that okay mm-hmm. and, and what yeah, it's, it's well over i know it's well over 100 and what's in these vaccines these heavy metals and i mean god just never intended uh, uh for those kinds of poisons toxins to right. be in our body and the accumulation of them is just just reaping havoc on the health of our children, obesity uh, is just rampant in the diet. It's just a combination of the vaccines, the uh, tainted food supply, uh, even the lack drinking- of vitamins, the lack of minerals, the lack right. of yeah. the lack of. So when you take away the nutrients and you add in chemicals and then you take away uh, uh, healthy uh, or then, you know, you're adding in vaccines, you're adding in chemicals, you're adding in everything else, but you're taking out what we need to, to fight it, we're done. You know, I think of the scripture in Colossians which says, put on therefore uh, the, 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 the things of the spirit and, uh, and put off the, the hidden works of darkness or the put on, put off. And that same principle is, is there for our diet, the things that God intended for us to have that we don't get and the things he never intended for us to have that they just pummel us, pummel right. us with it. And another thing I'd like to throw into this, uh, I look up into the sky uh, quite regularly on my morning walks, and I remember the days when we didn't have the uh, chemicals in the sky. What do you right. call them? Chemtrails. Chemtrails, yeah. Yeah, I remember as a child, I uh, never saw anything like that. And right. now just, and I, seems, I, do, I try to do research on it, and I hear horrific things from certain sites and then i hear from the government sites oh it's no problem it's for your own good it's healthy don't worry about it well i trust the government like i trust a screen door in a submarine you know That's exactly about right. <laughs> you people well here's what's crazy is there is people are still going to vote for biden if he runs again well i guess maybe america's going to reap what we've sown Maybe we deserve him. We've killed 64 million babies, and then we allow the the people who should be executed right. for horrific crimes. We 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 save those who should die, and we kill those who should live. And uh, we don't know where to go potty. We've rejected the word of God. Uh, we we uh, mock his morality. We we criminalize those that hold to Judeo-Christian morality. So I think we're bottoming out. Uh, but this whole food supply, uh, I've been studying it for really the past 40 years and doing the best I can to live by it and, uh, you know, live as healthy as we can. So, so one, one of the things I'm looking to do is uh, get rid of sugar. I'm going to stop eating sugar. Yeah, I'm addicted. I mean, I don't eat like I did, but uh, I still. Like well, they say it's worse than heroin, man. Yeah. 
I agree with it. I, I you know, with, with the, you know, as gospel came into my life, uh, you know, the alcohol has gone, tobacco, cigarettes, uh, that, that went pretty, you know, I, I really don't think I had an addiction on that. I just smoked cause I was high and drinking, oh and, but, uh, that, that was all gone. The drugs were gone. Uh, but, uh, sugar uh, baby is here uh, forever. Man, <laughs> they taste so good. <laughs> I, I like know. how it makes my body feel. And then and again, I, you know, we have cut back. Oh my goodness. I've cut well, I'm type two diabetic, so I've pretty much been forced to, but, uh, I've probably cut back 80, 85% of the sugar that I once ingested, but that was, I mean, do you ever, anybody check how much sugar is in a, a, a bottle of, uh, we say pop now I'm in the South. I don't know what they call it here, but it's, it's Coke. Soda. They, just, they just reference it as Coke in the South. Coke in the South, uh, yeah, yeah. but we don't drink it. They're so. like, Hey, you want a Coke? Yeah. What kind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind? I'll have a cherry or I'll have a, I'll have Sprite, a root beer. Yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. It's all Coke. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think you're hitting this, the big issues way too much sugar mm -hmm. and then processed foods. You know, you go into like a Seven Eleven store or these little uh, gas stations, they got a million things and there's nothing in there then often that you can, that's really healthy, except you can maybe get a, a bag of cashews yeah, or, or, or a Slim Jim, but even that's, process uh, to the max yeah, man. yeah I, <laughs> at least it's not sugar that's my point it's not sugar yeah, it's not maybe good. a banana or an apple that's you know that's about the only thing i ever buy in those stores but um, even even the fruit today is horrible because they they are putting the like for example you get an apple in the middle of winter okay that's been stored in a cooler that was sealed with petroleum products Yes, and very recently, I'm beginning to learn of new spraying for preservation of fruits and vegetables, uh, recommended and discovered under the tutelage of Bill Gates. How about that? You know, the guy that binds the American farmland and shuts down shuts the farm. Shuts down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy, and uh, they're just new new toxins being introduced in the in the uh, uh, what is it the FDA, Federal Department of Agriculture, and uh, CDC, they, they, they approve, approve, approve. Of everything. Of everything unnatural. Right. And most people don't understand it, but they're making it illegal to use natural remedies. Right. You know, I've been really getting into that the last few years. They want to outlaw vitamins. Yeah, because they're not the chemical vitamins right. that uh, they want to uh, give us well I, I say outlaw let me let me make a correction they want to make it prescription like you have to have a prescription to get it yeah they want to make That's money on it they can't make money under natural remedies but i remember you you know as well as i do if they get a hold of it they're not only going to make money that they're going to they're going to neutralize it they'll yeah. sterilize the vitamins yeah yeah they uh, Steppenwolf, the prophet Steppenwolf, <laughs> 1971, <laughs> saying there's a monster on the loose and has our heads into a noose uh, and he stands there watching. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I guess I've just kind of get numbed out by it all. I've learned so much about uh, proper dietary uh, life, uh, good food, 
uh, natural foods, uh, what needs to be in the soil, studying the soil, building the soil, growing the vegetables, uh, preserving them. And, and it's, it's delicious. It's fantastic. And then I'm kind of disappointed because I'm starting out all over again. But going back to the title of, of our topic today, going back to the local farm. And so I have found a farm here and uh, we go there regularly and just kind of buy what I used to grow. And they're, they're doing it uh, pretty much organic best they can. Right, right. And that, that's well, a whole other can of worms. What is and what isn't organic? Well, here's the thing. If you don't get it local, it's not organic. I don't care what the shelf says, dude, it's not organic. If, if it is lasting on the shelf, it's got chemicals on it. If it's come yeah. through a factory, it has chemicals on it. For example, if they let chickens outside for five minutes a day. Yeah, they're organic now. <laughs> they're, they call them organic. Yeah, if they ate a bug or a blade of grass. Range. Yeah, Yeah, they call them free range. And it's like, okay, you open one door. And then they run out the door and they run through the gated area and come back in another door and okay, we can call it free range. Yeah, if they're free range on an alfalfa field, now that's free range, but that's when they're free in range. a cooped up area where it's just they're walking on dirt mm -hmm. and uh, it's not truly free range, but people are willing to pay a, a lot more money. And they're not getting anything any better. Yeah, that that's and I know so much about this topic that I hate to tell people that, but I would be very cautious about paying a double price for something that is called organic. And until you really know uh, what that is. Because well, that's like if you, if you buy tilapia, tilapia is one of the most disgusting raised fish that yeah. you can buy. I found out horrible. how it's raised and where it comes from and what's, what's really in it. That's a, I, I, I will, starve before every tilapia again yeah unless i could grow my own you can get a pond and certain things and grow your own yeah that's possible yeah but, but that's what i'm saying people don't research it but tilapia is one of the nastiest fish you can eat yeah and it tasted so good as i remember but i haven't had it in 15 years right have have plans to never taste it again you gotta be careful where your salmon comes from i was gonna say salmon's the same way yeah you gotta you gotta be on top of it you know wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove but no matter how hard you try uh you you still are are not going to really beat this thing totally right well they, so here's the thing people have gotten so accustomed to i mean if you buy a package of food and it sits on your shelf for two years in a plastic bag and it's still good <laughs> Come on, man. Right? Like, yeah. I point. think a hostess Twinkie has a shelf life of about a year. <laughs> if not more, right? It, yeah, and it, yeah. At some point, I mean, I looked at a cereal box, the expiration oh, wow. date. I haven't had cereal in like a year. The other night yeah. I said, hey, let me get a bowl of cereal just for why not. I look at it. The expiration date is like it's February or March of uh, uh, no, December of 2024. Yeah, yeah. It ain't good, Johnny. Now, here, here's some practical things to give to, uh, uh, especially the young mothers uh, that are really concerned about the nutrition of their children. I have three little grandkids here, and their mom is really on top of this. And and uh, and but she knows the the questions to ask. She doesn't just throw money at things because they stamp it organic. But here's what I counsel young couples that I'm, I'm the old hippie guy that a lot of people call me right, about. Right. This. 
So thanks for choosing me, Pastor John. <laughs> but the well, thing is, nobody can do everything. Right. So what you do is you get started. You, you grow one thing and then add to it and then learn to grow it in abundance, learn to preserve it. And you just add things, add things, add things. But uh, I, I didn't have the land to grow a pig or, or uh, I, did, I did raise goats, had my own milk, made my own cheese, made my own yogurt one year. It's really not hard to do. Right, but, really not. But you gotta, if you're going to milk a goat, you got to milk it twice a day, seven days a week. And with my traveling schedule as a preacher, uh, once I went on the road, I had to find new homes for my beautiful goats. I got very emotionally attached. And <laughs> I remember, oh, this might be rated R, but uh, I remember milking them. They had the babies and we let the babies go a couple of days for the colostrum and took the babies away and bottle fed the babies. It's so fun. Then you teach them to be bottle fed. Uh, the babies, that's that's a life and death situation because they don't want it. And you got to hold them tight, get that get that milk bottle in their mouth. They're choking and they're fighting you. They think that you're going to kill them. And then, you know, and then you, they get exhausted and, and you just got to stop and go back about an hour or later, try all over again. But there's that magic moment when they get it and they, they got that stuff dribbling down their nose and choking. <laughs> and all of a sudden they like they must taste it and they swallow. And it's like, man that's good and all of a sudden that fighting it's just like you know they get it they're and then at that it. moment yeah. you're the mama yeah, <laughs> they love you it's it's just an amazing thing that you know the lord is my shepherd i shall not want man yeah. the shepherds know all about this stuff that's one of the greatest magic moments ever had on the homestead is 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 getting a baby uh goat or lamb uh, where they, they become bottle babies. Now, the fun part, uh, now the mothers need to be milked uh, twice a day. And I remember going out to get the goat up in the stanchion. She's ready to be milked. You can tell. And I'd never done it before. I just watched a bunch of YouTube <laughs> videos and it's game on. And I'm, you know, I'm looking both ways. This, this almost feels like, you know, I'm being immoral. You know, reach down there and grab hold. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Look, I'm giving you a point for immoral. I get a point for being inappropriate. But this is the way God set it up, bro. And a farmer would say, you don't know this. And so there has to be that time. You know, I lost my, my milking virginity. You know, I had to grab hold and get that, get that jar up underneath. <laughs> Too much information, but our people need to hear this, Pastor John. <laughs> Right, it's worth doing. Every <laughs> sip of milk they've ever had came through this process, you know. <laughs> yeah, grab hold, ask the Lord forgive me, and 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 you got to squeeze hard, you know. You got to squeeze right, and all of a sudden you get it, and squish, 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 oh, no. squish. I can milk a goat in three minutes, baby. <laughs> and you go away with that quart, quart and a half of excellent milk, eight percent butter <laughs> fat, man. And goat's milk is naturally homogenized. Right. And so that was the greatest year of my life when I was milking, making cheese. And you know what you do to make that natural cheese? You heat it up to 180 degrees and add fresh lemon juice. That's all it takes. Right. And that, that milk curdles. You pour it through the cheesecloth. You get your own natural cheese. You can add so many things to that. Uh, <laughs> nuts and brown sugar of course that's not good but it tastes great and uh roll it in nuts and then you have your own little uh, cheese spread. there you go or the bible talks about curds and honey how yeah. about that you know and i had my own beehive curds and honey will change your life but the key is this get what you can do you uh if you don't have a lot of space raise small animals rabbits chickens right 
uh, turkeys uh, take a little bit more space and they're very expensive. To, you will never be able to grow turkeys like you can buy them. It's, it's very expensive because they get really big and takes a long time. But grow your own and then hook up with a half a dozen homestead families and grow what you can. Right. Well, you know, so to, to give everyone and I uh, to, to kind of an understanding when you buy milk. So I had a, a friend of mine, they were giving their eight, nine year old daughter milk, right? They go down the store and buy it. And yeah. next thing you know, dude, she's full of growth hormones, which ain't good. So what do you think she started growing? Yeah. She became a woman at about age nine, ten. Nine, she's exactly. And so mama kind of freaked out and took her off the milk and then it stopped. The the growth yeah. the growth stopped. So that's that how just, real it is. That's how real it is. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's my point. That's why uh, you know, I use Meadowbrook Farms. And I'm saying that because in the capital region of Albany, New York, Meadowbrook Farms, uh, they sell clean meat. They sell uh, fresh eggs they sell milk they sell uh, fresh butter they sell uh, homemade ice cream like like they sell you know the stuff that is not been put through the factory because i don't know if people realize that when uh at chickens they wash in clorox yeah just it's a if you saw the factories the food factories beef you, they uh, use ammonia uh they yeah, use ammonia yeah. It's, it's just sad. It's horrible. It's, it's funny. People will come out and see me. I've had a lot of homeschool mothers and homeschool groups come to my little homestead and let me teach them a lot. We would, uh, you know, sometimes they wanted to see how to put down a chicken, you know? Right. I mean, I could do it in my sleep. I've done hundreds of them over the years and I don't like to kill animals, but it's, it's all part of the process. And they would see it and people would say, Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And yet, what I'm doing is healthy and uh, I'm, I'm taking and, and the government, the government doesn't want you to do it because it's healthy. Yeah. And they can't control it. Right. But you know, in Sweden, they do control. If you get a dozen fertile eggs and have chickens, they know how many chickens you get, how many eggs you get. And they tax you accordingly. If you have a pig and you know, you know, a little homestead thing, and you got a pig that's going to deliver, they're going to come out. They're going to send the County agent out and count how many pigs you've got. And because it's not fair that you would do all that work and have all that extra meat, it's not fair to everybody else. You know, come back down. Who do you think you are? Equality, equality, equality. It's like, well, wait a minute. If I'm going to do the work, I want to have the benefit. Right. And uh, so, I mean, we're just insanity and madness is governing the Department of Agriculture. It's governing our food supply. It's governing everything. And so. Well, and what is not governing is poisoning and then governing. So yeah. it's, it's still the same. I'd like to give our listeners just a couple of thoughts. You know, I, I put in uh, 10 raspberry plants uh, a few years ago. It cost me about, uh, it was nothing because I had a friend, Fern Trowbridge gave them to me and I planted them and about half of them died. But uh, the next year, uh, the five that lived multiplied. And uh, then I would dig up the babies each year over a period of about, uh, four or five years, I had a significant raspberry uh, crop. I had 250 quarts of raspberries, wow. $10, $12 a quart. You know, I'm talking about $2,500 value in raspberries. They have like no shelf life. I mean, you pick them today, they might keep overnight in your refrigerator, but they have right. no it, shelf life at all. You got to can them. 
they're one of the or or freeze them or freeze but them. They're, yeah. they're or freeze or dehydrate them. Any any way. There's lots of different ways to preserve things, but the uh, the reality is you can you can pick have a crop that you're really good at, or uh, say four apple trees instead of one, and you have a crop of apples. Then you trade with people. I did not have them for pork and beef, but I, our friend Andrew Vallis he raised that for us for me. Then I would trade him each year, uh, maybe 25 quarts of $250 worth of raspberries for $250 worth of meat. Right. And I would trade rabbits and, and chickens for pork and beef. Yeah, which, by the way, I don't know if people realize you can raise rabbits really good eating. They clean super easy. I mean, you just yeah. grab them by the nap of the neck, pull their fur off their body, and you're pretty I can put down a rabbit in two minutes. Yeah, and uh, and the, if you should study this out, it's very motivational. Uh, people say I couldn't eat a bunny rabbit. Like, stop it! It's meat. Meat. Stop all the you know the Hollywood stuff that that the devil taught you. But, but that's for, how, that's how they know they can feed them poison because people were like, I can't do that. I can't eat Bambi. <laughs> but you know, rabbit meat. I've done the research. Rabbit meat is the healthiest meat you can eat. Mm-hmm. It's the cheapest to grow. It uh, takes three pounds of, of uh, grain or, or food to produce one pound of rabbit, three and a half pounds to do uh, uh, a chicken, four pounds to do a turkey. Uh, and then with rabbits, you can just harvest uh, the weeds, uh, the crabgrass and things around the edges of your property. Right. You can feed a rabbit for almost nothing. You can create a little pasture like, you know, a, a 20 by 20 pasture and, and sow in their alfalfa. And you can raise rabbits on that and cost you almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And they are the healthiest meat in the world to eat. It's, uh, it's, it's eaten all over the world pretty much except for America because we've right. basically been trained by the government to eat uh, uh, pork, beef, and chicken. Yeah, and listen, I, I remember going squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, deer hunting. I mean, you know, uh, uh, now they almost make it a sin to – have rabbit yeah you did in the scripture god has created all things to be received with thanksgiving of those that believe and know the truth the truth will set you free so people's minds have been warped about uh especially meat we just fall in the line and we just get our beef we get our pork and uh and people, what's hey. in that oh my goodness well if you buy hamburger they they put pink slime in it oh, yeah they rinse yeah. it in ammonia they rinse it in Clorox. And it looks so good. And then they put a, a red dye on it in the supermarket so that it looks like it's really, really fresh. Whereas when you, as soon as you open it up and look at the bottom where they didn't put the dye on it, it's a, it's a brown. Yeah, it's the oxidiz- oxidization. Yeah. And uh, that's not harmful. You know, no. I won't eat that. It's I, got a little bit of brown on it. It's not going to hurt you a bit. But the poison they, they put on it to make it look good is killing you you get me mad pastor john (laughs) we've lost our minds dude it's so crazy satan is the prince and power of the air he's gaining control of the seed bank control of the meat bank everything all of the of the dairy bank and the answer to that is the local farm do all you can and then hook up with your local farmer form a team of other uh, families that want to be healthy 
and grow something and trade. That's the way to do it. And it, it's a fun lifestyle. Right. And, and the reality is if you eat natural and what I mean by natural is going to your local farmer, your local dairy farmer, your local produce farmer, going to your local farmer and getting what you need and eating that. I mean, don't, don't go to the grocery store and buy it, go to your local farmer and get it. And when you do that, you oh my goodness, you're going to be eating so much healthier. You're going to have less autoimmune problem, less, less uh, allergies, less everything, and so much healthier. Yeah. I, uh, but oh, what a way to live. Um, little by little, we escalated. And then, right. oh, it's probably 25 years ago, we went from the little summer garden to say, how much of our food can we grow? And it gets really fun. Like, for instance, I planted a peach tree and it took a few years. And then we, you know, maybe about the fourth or fifth year, we got like four bushels of peaches. Well, they it say it takes awesome. four to five years to, yeah, for that. It takes a while. Yeah. I yeah, got to learn how to trim the tree. And now you have to spray a little bit, but not like at the orchard, the, the, the pick your own orchards. Um, they, they're spraying 65 to 75 times a year. Now at my little home orchard, I've sprayed once a week with very much less toxic right. chemicals, but it, you have to do some spraying or you'll get nothing. So that's just the reality, <laughs> but you understand that. And so my apples were not as beautiful as uh, maybe at, at, at the big orchard, the chemical orchard. Yeah, but but they were good. They were good and they were healthy. But, you know, you got a, 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 I got a bushel of peaches. What am I going to do? Well, I dehydrated them. Dried peaches are like candy, baby. They're healthy. We used to call, give them to the grandkids and call them Jesus candy. You can dry <laughs> any fruit. Uh, so we dried a lot of fruit. Uh, we, uh, uh, we canned the fruit. We made apple butter, peach, uh, peach jam. Well, so here's the thing. It, and that's the whole point. You can do all of this and be healthy. It just takes work. And I think that's why we have so many chemicals in our food is because people quit putting the work into it. They wanted, they, they either got lazy or they wanted convenience. Well, I'd like to give a little, use the word work. I, I, I wouldn't use that word in, in my experience. To me, it was recreation. Mm -hmm. I recreated. Is that a word? Recreate? Recreate. It is now. <laughs> it's in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I'd have, uh, say, I, you know, I was a little bit behind and Joan would work with me. And when you can together, I'm telling you, it, right. it's a, it's a great bond with your family uh, to live this natural lifestyle. And then you get together. to eat. Ah all that you harvested and you when you open it up you're like yeah i did this and then you I, I did lots of jams i had lots of blueberries raspberries i would probably do 100 pints of jam a year and then i would trade with them when i go out preaching i might have given you a jar or two of jam over the years. you have <laughs> you have yeah. <laughs> it's been very good yeah. <laughs> yeah i have enjoyed them oh and and the you uh so when you moved you gave me a bunch of uh uh, pear sauce, not applesauce, but pear sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just apple butter. It's the same thing only with pears. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. It wasn't out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, this was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, okay. I do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This uh, is like applesauce, yes, only, applesauce with pears. only with pears. Yeah. It's great. Dude, it was so good. 
Yeah, and then I put so, so little bit of sugar in that, you yeah. know. So or good. I would do it with uh, the healthier uh, uh, alternatives to sugar. Mm-hmm. Monk fruit is a great uh, sugar substitute, and uh, or maybe just a little bit of honey from. Do you know what I started snacking on lately? Hmm. Jackfruit. I, 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 I've heard about it, but I'm not there yet, but I'm open. (laughs) So go online, buy 100% organic, uh, dried jackfruit. Okay. I'm in bro. And it's a mix between, um, a pineapple and a sweet potato. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> it's, it's different. Yeah, I like but different things. It's good and it's healthy for you, and it has a little sweetness to it because uh, it, it. Some say it's like a mango in a in a in a uh, sweet potato, but either way, it's good. It's got a little sweetness to it, so you're not eating sugar. It's all natural. It's, yeah, but that that's what we got to do. We really got to find natural things. Yeah, it's to, it's, to it's basically the big four: dairy, fruit. Um, uh, uh, vegetables. And if you're allergic to the dairy, go to a dairy farmer and get their milk straight from him. And what you will find is you really aren't allergic to milk. You're allergic to the hormones and chemicals that they're putting in the milk on the grocery shelf. Yeah. And all of this combined, all the negative, all the chemicals, all the vaccines, what it's done is it's broken down the natural godly immune system that God gave us. Right. And then it's also been beaten down by the things that we're not getting that he intended for us to get in the fruit so, vegetables. Yeah, and that's why we're having gut issues, digestive issues. Yeah. And, and and why you got to drink apple cider vinegar with the mother in it. It's got to have the mother. It's got to be floaties on the bottom. Three times um, a day. Three yeah. times a day, Pastor John. Straight it, up. Right. You the man, baby. <laughs> with a glass of water. Used to be Jack Daniels. Now it's vinegar. <laughs> now it's vinegar. But but you know we're we got to do probiotics now. We got to do enzymes and we got to do apple cider vinegar. We got to do all this stuff to keep our body engaged because the, we can't process the chemicals in the food that we're eating. I got off ninety percent of my diabetes medications taking three sips of apple cider vinegar and three cinnamon tablets a day. And then doing intermittent fasting, I'd eat my first meal around 11 a.m. or 12 noon. And uh, then I basically just eat normal. I I go really low on the sugar and I go a little bit low on the carbs. I switched potatoes uh, for sweet potatoes or if I'm having potatoes, I'll just have half a portion and uh, just learn to keep it under control. And, you know, God, it's amazing how our bodies respond to nutrition i i only know a well, fraction so here's the thing that they're doing because they realize the fastest meat that they can grow is human meat yeah, and wow. seriously so what they're doing is they're taking uh little pieces like dime-sized pieces if you will and they're putting them on mesh plates and they're taking these plates and they're putting them in vats of nutrients and they come back they come back the next day and they got a full steak there uh, in the nutrients because they, they soak it in nutrients. So they also realize that by killing us, by taking away our nutrients, we won't heal, we won't grow, we won't fight cancer, we won't because we didn't have we didn't have all the disease that we have today, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, man, fifty yeah. years ago, even fifty years ago, we didn't have the disease that we have today. 
or the Alzheimer's or you name it. I mean, the, the, uh, I'm not Alzheimer's that too, but autism, uh, down syndrome, uh, all of that is, is one in one in 800 babies born today are born with down syndrome. And uh, what did it used to be? You know, like one in 10, one in a few thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common now. Yeah. Well, Steppenwolf was right. There's a monster on the loose and the monster is Satan. And he wants to destroy everything. Holy uh, God made our, our bodies, you know, uh, he in a beautiful immune system. Uh, nutritious needs and he's provided so much of that need in the natural world all around us and it's just a hoot to, right. to discover all this i man if i had life to do all over again i just do it the same i just get started earlier and grow more but in new york i grew pretty much everything i could which is it's amazing what you can grow there i had my own asparagus all the perennials rhubarb you yeah, just don't have as long of a season that's all yeah, uh, I could even grow okra and the, the hot the things, you know, that like the hot weather grow well in New York as well. So down here, I just got a double season. So I'll get started and get back little by little. But anyway, man, I love this is my heart. This right, is what I right. do. And I went to a Jesus. Some of my people know I went to I did this Jesus hippie festival this summer to preach. It was awesome. Right. A lot of old hippies and a lot of mostly there were young couples. And they found out I was a homesteader. Man, we talked and talked and talked. And people because get they're getting it. They understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They understand. You can't just grab a plastic bag of something called food, open it up and eat it because it may not be too good for you. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun life. And I, I do have my local farm down here. And I'm doing I'm letting them do the labor. But right. I'm still getting the benefit of the healthier foods. Right. And, um, you know, uh, I got a nice new chicken house in the back and maybe put a, put up about two I'm dozen. Just start feeling it. Get those grandbabies yeah. out of it, though. Yeah, it's their playhouse <laughs> right now. But the chickens are coming to town. Get my rabbit, get my little rabbits back in, in, in operation and in trading with uh, meeting new people down here that have the homestead life. So I'll be back. I'll be back up and running. You'll get there. You'll get there. Well, hey, brother, we are out of time. And uh, guys, listen, I uh, first off, uh, Duke, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I know it's different than what we normally do, but I just want to raise awareness to people to understand that, that the food supply is, is horrific and they need to do something different. So God bless you, man. Thank you. I've had a lot of my people ask me to do this podcast. I'm glad we could do it with you. Maybe we can put it up on both uh, uh yep. pastor duke and uh, podcast and according to john's show i miss you little brother <laughs> hey man i miss you i hope you're enjoying the south and uh uh brother uh thank you for this and, and we'll do more we'll get on this and we'll get more done yeah and i'll be back in november back in december we'll be in the studio together so in the meantime we can uh do let, uh, let Jesus use the technology instead of the devil this time. There you go. There you go. Well, Amen. hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Until next time, God bless.